We would like to acknowledge and respect the Wurundjeri Woi Wurrung people as the traditional owners and original custodians of the land on which we are recording, along with their customs, traditions and their special relationship with the land. Welcome to Switched On, an entertainment podcast by Swinburne University's The Standard. I'm your host, Penny Watt, and today we will be talking about the Melbourne International Film Festival. Now, for those of you that don't know, MIF is a Victorian film festival held every year and celebrates works from around the globe as well as in our own backyard. My guests today are Jerry Welbeck and Daniel White. Lady and gentlemen, welcome. Hello, hi. Could you introduce yourselves? Hi, I'm Jerriel. I'm first year in media and communications, double major advertising and public relations. Hi, I'm Daniel White. I am a first year and I am doing film and television. Very nice. Okay, so MIF this year, how is it different from other years? Well, see, I haven't actually been to MIF in the other years, although I assume it would have been a very big thing. Although last year I know it was online, they had MIF 68 and a half. MIF is, what is it? What is MIF? MIF, that's a good question. <laughs> MIF is the cornerstone of Melbourne culture, in a sense, for film buffs. It's a big deal, isn't it? I, yeah. I mean, it's up there with the, with the in terms of festivals, you know. Yeah, I don't really have anything to compare it to with other years, but I'm excited to go this year. Yeah, I kind of heard that, like, MIF adapts well with any situation, especially because of COVID. I, I think it's it's going to do well with online streaming, which is going to be different. I don't really think I've tried to go to any festivals online. I mean, MIF has been online before, as you said, Daniel, yeah. but this year it kind of has to be online because of COVID. Mm. For those of you at home that want to watch it, it will be on MIF Play, which is like a little streaming service that they've set up. Um, so you can watch it there, but it'll also be in the cinema if you can get to the cinema. So we have a few movies to talk about today, basically upcoming ones that everyone's hyped about. The first one I want to talk about is Language Lessons, which is directed by Natalie Morales and it's audience award winning and filmed all via Zoom. So what can you guys tell me about that? Looks charming. Yeah, that's looks yeah. That's my review. Of it. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> that's it. You know, a movie's good when it only needs two words for a review. Yeah. Yeah. No, Natalie Morales. She's an actress I really like. Um, she's had parts in Parks and Recreation, Santa Fe oh, the Diet, Dead to Me, the Netflix show. Yeah. Oh. She plays Tom's girlfriend, I think Lucy. Yeah. Oh, and she was also really good in Santa Clarita Diet. That was a really good show on Netflix that was sadly cancelled too early. But yeah, so she's directing this one as well as co-writing. It's also got Mark Duplass in it as well. Mm -hmm. He co-stars in it. Uh, He's like a a big part of, I guess, independent film scene or particularly like we've had the Mumblecore films in the 2000s, which I'm not a huge fan of, but they brought a lot of people into the limelight with film and cinema, especially Greta Gerwig, for example. Mm. Oh, she's great. I Mm -hmm. love it. Is Natalie Morales going to star in this as well? Yeah, she stars. With oh, okay, Mark so Plus. she's writing it directly and starring in it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's funny when people do that. It's hard. 
It is hard. Must yeah. Be. yeah, it's kind of convenient for them though. At the same time, it's like I'm gonna write it. I'm gonna direct it. I'm also gonna put myself in it. <laughs> I wonder how you like direct online. Like, how do you like do you set up a shot and then do you like okay do this for the shot or is it like I have instructions <laughs> yeah. for you? And then you can like, also like bully the other actors. Well, not bully, but you can direct the other <laughs> actors on set as well, which would be kind of weird. I know Taika Waititi does it a lot as well with his films because he usually directs and then he mm. also stars in it. Like I know for Thor Ragnarok, he was in the like motion sensor like outfit and then he was like directing Chris Hemsworth and then also acting so I think it's very very difficult to kind of like demand respect on the set and also be like with one with the co-stars I think in Jojo Rabbit he's literally dressed as Hitler while directing yeah actors yeah that would have been hard (laughs) yeah trying to like write and direct and act I've done short films where I've done like trying doing all those roles and it usually you it's a fine line to strike it's hard to try and do it while also not sucking at acting Mm -hmm. yeah i remember for my short film in high school i had to um direct and act in it and it was so hard because i would like set up a shot and then start acting and i'm like oh this is all wrong the camera is not in the right place i just wonder how people can do that just Mm. get in that frame of mind to direct and act and then also you have to kind of link up with your character just the balance yeah yeah what else do we know about language lessons is there anything else that looks interesting about it um because i know they've tried to do this whole like online movie thing a few times Mm -hmm. and it can either work really well or it can be a little bit of a flop so yeah do we know anything else about it i know that like a lot of the time you have to change the script um in terms of like like the format like i think there's another film called searching which came out in 2018 it has the same sort of it's all filmed um online not like any cameras in sight on set um and it did pretty well it was like a thriller mystery kind of thing like um, a father loses his daughter and he has to find her through clues on her laptop which was filmed really well i'm not sure how they're going to do it for language lessons though but I, the trailer looks really good yeah nice well um it's also kind of a way that we can look at the past couple of years in COVID because that's how we connected is through mm-hmm. tech so it will be interesting to see if it captures our experience in the past couple of years mm-hmm. Next movie, Coming Home in the Dark, directed by James Ashcroft from New Zealand, so a little closer to home. Uh, It was received well by audiences at Sundance earlier this year. And Daniel Gillies, or Gillies, he's from Vampire Diaries, is in this one. And it's going to be released cinemas and online. Do we know much about Coming Home in the Dark? Is it a thriller? I think it's more of a thriller action kind of movie. It seems to be. Yeah, yeah, veering like that sort of thriller. Yeah. Almost, is it horror? Sort of like standalone, like hero type of like situation, like lone wolf kind of thing. Yeah. 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 So that's what I get from it. I could yeah. be wrong. Is he, is he in like the way? Is he kind of like fighting for himself? Or it, like? it, it looks like a, like not like a road trip thing, but you know what I mean? Like isolated. Yeah, but it's like, you know, man versus nature. Yeah, okay. yeah sort of that thing. Like Bear girl style. Man versus yeah. nature, but not really. He's just in the nature. Sort With of a thing. gun. He with a gun. <laughs> Is he really against nature? Because he has a gun. I don't yeah. think. He's not really I don't remember that episode of Man vs. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, so that got received well. We've got a few um, Australian movies coming out. Um, Finding Jedi looks really good. Um, that's directed by Tanith Glynn Maloney, and it's about racism against Indigenous Australians. I think this movie is going to be especially important following the Black Lives Matter protests last year. Mm-hmm. So for me, that's going to be a standout. We actually um, studied Jedi in VC Media, which is the f- the film that it's like I think Finding Jedi is about casting 
for for the movie Jetta. Yes, so it's like a documentary right. sort of. I think it's a it's a biographical drama. Yeah, I think. it's like based off real life events. Does it use like archival footage or is it just? Mm. Oh, I don't think so. No, it's, it's actors like playing oh, okay. actors okay, being okay, hired okay, for right. a movie. Okay. So it's like movie within a movie. Yeah. Oh, all right. Okay, cool. Because yeah. I think Jetta was the first to star Indigenous Australians and the first movie to be shot in colour in Australia as well. Oh, oh, damn. Mm. Well, I think this movie looks really interesting. I always think movies about Aboriginal Australians, um, Australian movies about Aboriginal Australians always turn out really well. So I hope, I hope it's a really good one. We've also got Prom Night, which is Australian and a UK um, movie about a young woman's confrontation with imposter syndrome and racialized beauty standards. So we've got a bit of a race theme happening, probably again after the Black Lives Matter protests. That one looks really good. Yes. Mm. I don't know if it's a short film or a feature film, but it looks lovely. Yeah. The, the lighting is beautiful. Yeah, I, that stuck out to me as well. The lighting is amazing yeah. in that film. It was interesting to, to me that, like, I didn't realize at first I was. Uh, it shares shares the title as like the horror series from the the 80s prom night. I don't know if you've seen. I've heard of it. Yeah, yeah. they remade it recently. Actually, yeah, I think I they think. did a couple years. Yeah, ago. sorry, Dan. Continue. Oh, so. Sorry. <laughs> 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 We're all friends. <laughs> We're all buddies here in the yeah. studio. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know as much about that one. Um, so it's a short film. I think so. It looks yes, like a short. It film. is. It's right. a short. Okay. Nice. Right. Is there like. How short is it? I'm guessing around 40 minutes. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Decent. It, 40 minutes is a good chunk. Yeah. yeah. A good chunk. A very is a good, good way chunk. To <laughs> yeah. <laughs> don't take my word for it. Maybe I got that completely wrong. I thought it was about 40 minutes. Maybe that's wrong. I don't know. And then there's one, there's like a French Australian film coming out called <gasps> Une Belle Journey. Journey. I saw this. This looked beautiful yeah. in the trailer. Yeah. It's tell about. Us about it, yeah. Tell us about it. it. Just the atmosphere is so lovely beautiful australian land yeah. with a french couple yeah they're having problems that with their couple ling <laughs> <laughs> they need help yeah a little bit of a, a lover's quarrel as they say yeah yeah uh-huh. in it's australia very, very different to like have a french couple in an australian film i don't think we we've done that before. no i'm just trying to think of australian films in general <laughs> <laughs> first one that comes to mind is Wolf Creek, which is not a romantic film. No. It's, it's a very different end of the spectrum there. It's not. Yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> you can't really compare it. No. Well, that's just what comes to my mind for Australian films. I can't think of any with a French couple. Um, is there that film with Hugh Jackman, like, years ago? Is that called Australia? With, like, Nicole That Kidman? was terrible. Did you guys watch that? I did. Several times. It was always on TV for some reason. It not, was. Not a fan. I no. just don't like how they gave the Aboriginal Australians, like, like it was like superpowers. They gave him superpowers. They were trying to give them power. They did it in the wrong way. They gave him like magic powers, and I don't think they appreciated that. It wasn't the best way to go about it. I know they were they were trying to give them power, but it really it was also a terrible movie and a bad cast all yeah. around. I so. mean, if you're gonna give like indigenous representation, put them in the forefront. I don't see a, like we need to give these people power, and then you don't put them in the forefront. They're kind of just there, and exactly you kind of like. And it's just about this boring white yeah. couple instead. <laughs> like you mystify them for no reason at all. You shouldn't be doing that. Mm-hmm. It's it's the st- film about indigenous stupid. Australians, don't. and then Hugh Jackman, Nicole Kidman take up like seventy five percent of the poster. Yes, no, it's so stupid. stupid. I was picturing the poster in my yeah. head and how stupid it was. <laughs> yeah, they were a bad couple as well. Yeah. I struggle to. Um, I struggle with Nicole Kidman's acting sometimes because 
for me, she kind of doesn't have many emotions kind of going through her face. Like, it's only kind of like the one set um, emotion. Hugh Jackman's all right, but I don't know, as a couple. Okay, but how good is Nicole Kidman in Paddington? (laughs) She was terrible in Paddington. Paddington. Okay, I love that movie, but don't you think she was terrible? You're stuffed, Bear. I remember that line. (laughs) I, I I think she was good for like a like a children like family movie. She yeah. has that. Yeah, she has a sort better. of like villainous. Hugh Grant in the second one. Oh, he oh. did such a better. I job. love Hugh Grant. I Same. I I'm a sucker for any. One. Is it good? The Paddington yeah. Two is actually it, better than the first one. Mm-hmm. It's actually really. He goes to prison and then he dies. What? The jail clothes. Yeah, Paddington huh? goes to prison. What's happening? How did he go to prison again? He's, uh, he was accused of stealing a book. Oh, yeah. And so then he goes to prison in pink. No, no, he dyes the prison clothes pink. He's got a whole Grand Budapest like, So do they... Oh, oh. Yes. Yeah, you would love so it. So do yeah. they send him into like a like a, like a jail? It's so like a human's jail? Yeah. It's a human jail with yeah. real people and humans. But he's a... He's anyway. a bear, yeah. Yeah. He's and, a bear. And then he, he chucks a pink... No, a red sock into the washing machine. And then all the jail clothes end up pink. So then like everyone's in like pink prison clothes. Anyway, moral of the story is that Hugh um, Grant did a much better job than Nicole Kidman. The moral of the story is Jerry all needs to watch Paddington. I think yeah, I should. Please do. I might do because it tonight. it will make you happy. And because Hugh Grant is just a wonderful He's actor. amazing. Yes. And he, he's just like, I thought he was kind of like full of himself, but in that movie he really proved that he could actually be humble. I've never really liked Hugh Grant. Um, those, I think there was one movie where they compared Dunhill Gleeson to, to Hugh Grant and I... You can't compare them. It was it was the film About Time, and they were like, "Have you guys seen About Time?" By the way, I haven't seen that. No. One. What? Ah, <laughs> judgment. It's so the good. Score. It's it's <laughs> it's basically he, okay. So it's it's a romance film, but like sci-fi. And what sci-fi it has a sci-fi element to it? He oh. time travels. Doctor Who. No. <laughs> Doctor Who. Anyway, I think we should um, really be heading back to the topic. Yeah, probably. We went off um, on a rant about that um, another time we can talk about yes. all these movies. Mm-hmm. Are there any movies in Myth that you guys are looking forward to seeing, like that you've got your eye on and you're like, yes, this is what I want to see? Yeah, um, I actually got one of the Discovery Passes, so it's seven movies. I'm going to see Celine Siama's new film, Petite Maman. Mm-hmm. Um, so she was the director of Portrait of a Lady on Fire, which is beautiful. Oh film. my god, that is amazing! Oh, yeah, we um we studied it last semester as part of our course, and it's just an absolutely stunning film. So as soon as I saw her name, I was like, yes. I believe it focuses on uh, focuses on a child. I think it's a child who's grieving. I, I think, and um, it's, it's a French film. Um, it's a short film as well. I think it's only seventy two minutes which is interesting because because Portrait of a Lady on Fire is two hours. But, um, no, it looks gorgeous, and I'm really excited to see that one. I see that they're doing, like, a rerun of Big. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm probably going to go see that. Um, I also know that they're doing a collection of, I think, three films, but it's, it's all um, based around black civil rights. So I'm really excited to go see that. Uh, there's one film about Malcolm X, which is mostly, like, archival footage. I think it's done by... One director, I think one director sort of sourced all the three films. Well, for me, I think actors are really important to me. Like, mm-hmm. if they're good, then I'll go see it. There's a movie called Best Sellers, which is coming out in Myth, and it's got Michael Caine, uh, who's a great actor. Michael Caine. Yeah, Michael what would Caine. you... I mean, he's in everything. Yeah. Batman, Inception, 
Like every Christopher Nolan movie, pretty much. Literally, yeah. Uh, he plays. He's with Aubrey Plaza, who I do not know. Aubrey Plaza. Uh, is she Parks, Parks and, and Rec? Yes. Oh, yes, 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 okay, yes, yes. okay. So she's from Parks and Rec. Yeah. I mean, gosh, everyone's from Parks and Rec, apparently. Um, <laughs> as an author and a publisher, and it's like a literary comedy. That sounds interesting to me. The other film which caught my eye has Adam Driver in it, aka <laughs> Kylo Ren. <laughs> I'm so sorry. And it's a musical. Annette. 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 Yes. Yeah. Oh my god, I'm so excited for this film. It yeah. looks beautiful, dramatic. Really? Yeah. It, have you seen the trailer? No. Have you seen the stills of the? Po- I've seen Dude. the stills, but I just can Adam Driver sing? We'll find out. We'll, we'll <laughs> see. Actually, there is. He sings in a Marriage Story. He sings in like the last. Is it like yeah, the last? Yeah, it was the second co- last scene. Yeah, 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 yeah. In but case I you didn't realize, Gerald's um, Gerald sort of kind of likes Adam Driver. I Oh, you do. You know, when you said when (laughs) (laughs) when you said when you said like oh when I said Adam Driver and you went oh I thought you I thought you were like disappointed like you didn't like him. Oh no 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 no. You're a fan of him. The huge fan. He's a really good actor. Yeah. I don't know if you have you. (laughs) Dan smiling at me. (laughs) (laughs) Have you seen the modern Star Wars movies at all? Like the sequels. I want to, but I'm so scared that I'm not going to like it because I have the original collection at home. So I'm scared. Yeah, I think everyone kind of hated on Adam Driver because they didn't like the sequels, but they really need to um, remember that he's actually an amazing actor and he was put in the sequels as like, he was just, he just wanted to be in a Star Wars movie, you know? Watch it for Adam. Yeah. Watch it for Adam. He's yeah. in, very good. Isn't, um, what's it, Donald Glover in... He no, was he was in Solo. Solo. He was in Solo. Yeah. Well, doesn't yeah. that count or am I stupid? Uh, it's... Not part of the trilogy. It's a standalone it's a, movie. Can I still yeah. watch it though? It's, you you can not watch it. It's very... not that good. No? No. Nah, but it's... I mean, he's one of the best parts of mm. it, but it's kind of boring. Yeah. I remember that was the first time I saw Adam Driver was in um, The Force Awakens and he took off his helmet because he was like color red. Mm-hmm. He took off his helmet and I was like so surprised. I was like, this guy doesn't look scary at all. Like, what? No, he looks like some emo kid. He, and then he started acting and I was like, okay, I know why they got him. Yeah. He's quite a big man though. Like yeah. very... No, but Adam Driver, he's been in some great stuff. Um, He was in Patterson, which was a 2016 film. (gasps) Patterson! It's it's the most relaxing film ever. It's just about a guy living his life. He's a bus driver, played by Adam Driver. Yes. Uh, (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Driver, driver. Yeah. I don't know. He's just living life, writing poetry. It's a super chill film. Logan Lucky, which was like a heist film, and he played like a redneck. Oh, yeah, he had like one arm in that film, didn't he? Yep. Oh, yeah, yeah I remember that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I like when big actors aren't afraid to do like small indie films because it mm. means they're actually passionate about the film industry. He does quite a lot. He's also in this other show, I think. Girls. Yes. Oh, I've heard of that. He's yeah. in that. He's been in that. Ewan McGregor does the same thing. He like goes in very, very small movies that no one sees. And that's when you know they're a good actor because it's like, I don't care what I do as long as I'm working because I love my job. Like, I don't care if it's like a big blockbuster or if it's just like some small indie film. So Annette will be interesting. Yeah, it's the soundtrack's actually done by the band Sparks, which they were the subject of a recent documentary by Edgar Wright, which um, I got to see at Cinema Nova a month or two ago. And Edgar Wright was actually there doing a Q&A uh, through Zoom, which was amazing because i'm a big edgar wright fanboy edgar wright the director of <laughs> Shaun of the dead hot fuzz oh, oh the my gosh yes yes and coming soon last night in soho 
Oh, that looks fantastic. Oh, it looks so good. Anya Taylor-Joy. Yes. Yeah. Thomas and Mackenzie. Yes. And Doctor Who himself, Matt Smith. Oh, he's not Doctor Who to me. David Tennant is Doctor Who. Oh, David yeah. Tennant. David Tennant. <laughs> oh, my God. David Tennant's my childhood hero. But I've had a post of Matt Smith on my wall for 10 years. So Matt Smith's been watching over me for <laughs> the majority of my adolescence through life. Why Matt? Because that's just the poster I got on my wall. Why didn't you get David? Well, because I grew up with both of them. Well, you seem like a David guy. You well, have, I, like, David, the, well, I used to style my hair like the shoes. <laughs> <laughs> the shoes. I'm wearing a hoodie right yeah, now. Well, you it's just really you just seem like a, a yeah. David boy, you know. David boy. You know David's I mean? like very intense with his eyes. Like they're always like just like so open. His mm. eyebrows are really cool. I like his eyebrows. He's got the grit teeth thing down as well. Yeah, like yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Um, okay. Yeah, he mm. is a great director, Edgar Wright, because I haven't, okay, I have not seen Hot Fuzz, but I am dying what? to watch Hot Fuzz. You've got I am, I, I'm dying to watch it. It's literally on my watch list. It's been there. It it's might, not on Netflix, is it? It might be still on Netflix. I'm not sure. It might be. It could. It, it goes off check, and comes is back. Is it like really in. violent though? Because I don't want, I don't want it. No, 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 no. Like, it's, it's I mean, there's a few moments where it gets a little gory. It's not that bad. Not though. that bad. Though. Um, it's funny. Edgar tends to not do. He's not Quentin Tarantino, so we'll be fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah no gratuitous. Thank shots. God he's not Quentin Tarantino. <laughs> <laughs> Jerry Oll is not a fan. Not a fan. Oh, you don't like Tarantino? No. Uh, you didn't like Kill man. Bill? Okay, so <laughs> Kill Bill is okay. I I like his his technical sort of like. I like the way he he frames his films, and I like his the way he uses music. But as a person and as a director, I hate him so much. Hate him as a person. As a person, has yeah. he done anything wrong? And there, was, there was one interview where he was like, "I feel like in the past I was, you know, an African American slave," and me with my interest, I like, I'm part black, so I was sort of like, "Oh, okay, cool, 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 cool. This makes sense." Yeah. What he and said that in an interview? Yeah. Oh, uh, he's very, he's very bold. Also, well, that's one way to put it. Yeah. Also weak. Yeah. <laughs> like who says that? Also, he also he just seems to, like cast Samuel Jackson in like every film, and I don't know if that's him like exploiting him. But Sam's having the time of his life, you know, with Quentin. So yeah. Yeah. who am I to say whatever? Screw Quentin. Screw him. And yay Edgar. And yay Edgar. <laughs> yes. Edgar makes better films. Mm-hmm. Amazing whipped like whip shots and pans and everything. The short of the dead scene where he's like walking around not knowing that there's a zombie apocalypse. That is, that is one so... of the best scenes ever. And he's just like at the shops and he's like looking. He's like, oh, where is like the shop assistant? And he like opens the freezer and there's like blood on yeah. there. Like it's so smart. Those were the first shots they filmed for the movie. They did um because there's that earlier steady cam shot where it's like before the zombie apocalypse where it's him going to the shops and the sequence that referenced that mm-hmm. later. And those are the first shots they filmed. They did both steady cam shots, which, you know, that'd be a fun first day of filming. Yeah. But yeah. His editing is freaking amazing. His editing on Scott Pilgrim, oh my god, that mm-hmm. is amazing. It's just it looks like it literally looks like the panel because it's based on a comic book uh, series. It mm-hmm. looks shot for shot like like the panel on the comic series, but it doesn't feel like it's cheap. Yes. Or like, oh, we have to follow this. It, it just, it fits the world and it, ugh, mm, his, love that film. His style just sort of merged perfectly with that world. Yeah. Um, I think he's been using the same editor since Scott Pilgrim because um, his first, the first two films, Shaun of the Dead and Hot Fuzz, they used a different editor, Chris Dickens, mm-hmm. who also did Submarine, which is a beautiful film. Is that Richard Iowati? Richard Iowati, mm-hmm. yeah. Yes! And it's got um, yes. Craig Roberts from The Fundamentals of Caring, that mm-hmm. Paul Rudd Netflix film. Yeah, another good movie, Submarine. Mm, submarine's, oh, Submarine's a beautiful it film. It has, it reminds me of, um, I'm sorry to see this, it reminds me of Wes, like the... 
the costumes. Wes Anderson. Yes, Anderson, yes. For, for the viewers. Yeah, for the viewers you don't know, Wes Anderson. Jerry <laughs> has a little Wes Anderson obsession. I do. Wes mm. Anderson? Yeah. Mm. French Dispatch? Yes. Oh my God. So, so this is a little just this is a very small <laughs> anecdote, but just whenever we go to the movies and there's a West, uh, there's a French dispatch poster, Jerry will stand in front of it and she will stare at it. I'm just <laughs> I this film has been pushed back so many times. I'm so excited to see it. So Jerry's trying to will the film into release. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. what I'm doing. She's gonna s- stare at the poster until I'm it gets released. I'm getting the poster yeah. and therefore it's gonna be released like very soon. And over the moon. You're just like looking at the coming soon. Yeah. And you're yeah. just like that. Is going to be coming now. It's apparently now. supposed to be coming out in, in October. Yes, oh. am I correct? October twenty third. Yes, twenty third. Along oh, with back. that is June not. And last oh my gosh, I'm so excited for June. Mm. I'm so excited for June. Have you guys seen the original? No, my parents said oh. it was trash. Oh, it's so cheesy. It's hilarious. <laughs> it's one of the only David Lynch films I haven't seen yet. Hey, you're a big like David Lynch man. Yeah, yeah. I just I want to read the book first, and then I'll watch the oh, movie. No, the apparently no, 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 no. The the first book isn't even about like. The, the main character. It's about his mother. And then the second book is about him because it's a huge book series. Yeah, it's, it's like really heavy it's sci-fi. very thick. Yeah. Well, I like heavy sci-fi. There's also a board game. There, oh, <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Don't, don't read the book. Play the board play game. Play the board yeah. game. Yeah, I'm going to go get the board game. June <laughs> board game. What? It's just called Dune. <laughs> they could make a new one with Timothy Chalamet on the front of it. Yeah, oh, yeah. I'd Timothy. <laughs> Jerry's other crush slash obsession. Gosh, how many? We've gone through Adam's driver. It's just the long hair. I the can't. Hair. I can't help it. Uh, the long hair. Seriously, Timothy. He looks like a, like to me. He looks like he's like too young. He looks really good in. This is my he's opinion. In Little Woman. Right. Okay. I think he's in she, she's not agreeing with me. I don't think she agrees. I don't. Yeah. Look, I don't. I love Little Women. It's yes. one of my favorite movies. Oh. But I'm not a fan of Timothy. I'm only a fan of Timothy in that film. He's a great actor, but yeah. I don't find him attractive. Only in that film he is. (laughs) Only in that film. Only in that film. And Call Me By Your Name he's alright. Oh, that got a criticism, didn't it? Call Me By Your Name is so... I have such a huge conflict with that film. It's a beautiful film. Beautiful Beautiful, film. But it's... it's, Amazing I guess if you think about it, then it is is kind of weird. The age gap. Yeah, that's what I mean. I've read the book. Such a little angsty boy in the book. (laughs) (laughs) He is. He's so annoying. He's, He's not that great in the film either, but he's so annoying. But in, in the film, he's played by Timothy. He's okay, yes. Yeah, Timothy is a very good yes. actor. Tolerable. He's, he's I, I need to see him in Beautiful Boy. I haven't watched that. Yeah. Well, thank you to my guests, Jeriel and Daniel. Thanks for the chat. It was really fun. Yeah, thanks for having us. Thanks for having us. It's a great chat. Thank you again to my guests, Jeriel Welbeck and Daniel White. You can watch the Melbourne International Film Festival from the 5th to the 15th of August in cinemas and also on Myth Play. This episode was hosted and co-researched by me, Penny Watt, researched also by Kayla Wilson, edited by Jane McLucas and produced by Aditi Cutie. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter and TikTok at Swin Journalism, Instagram at Swinburne Journalism or check out our website at theswinstandard.net. Thanks for listening.